dark softly tales, dreamy summer bites, flashes of horror and suspense, bite back at the fear. Talking by Khalil Gibran. And then a scholar said, Speak of talking. And he answered, saying, You talk when you cease to be at peace with your thoughts, and when you can no longer dwell in the solitude of your heart. You live in your lips, and sound is a diversion in a pastime. And in so much of your talking, thinking is half murdered. For thought is a bird of space that in a cage of words may indeed unfold its wings, but cannot fly. There are those among you who seek the talkative through fear of being alone. The silence of aloneness reveals to their eyes their naked selves, and they would escape. And there are those who talk, and those who understand or forethought reveal a truth which they themselves do not understand. And there are those who have the truth within them, but they tell it not in words. In the bosom of such as these, the spirit dwells in rhythmic silence. When you meet your friend on the roadside or in the marketplace, let the spirit in you move your lips and direct your tongue. Let the voice within your voice speak to the ear, or his ear. For his soul will keep the truth of your heart as the taste of the wine is remembered, when the color is forgotten, and the vessel is no more. Time by Khalil Gibran astronomer said, Master, what of time? And he said, You would measure time the measureless and the immeasurable. You would adjust your conduct and even direct the course of your spirit according to hours and seasons. Of time you would make a stream upon whose bank you would sit and watch its flowing. Yet the timelessness in you is aware of life's timelessness and knows that yesterday is but today's memory and tomorrow is today's dream. And that which sings and contemplates in you is still dwelling within the bounds of that first moment which scattered the stars into space. Who among you does not feel that his power to love is boundless? And yet, who does not feel that very love, though boundless, encompassed within the center of his being, and moving not from love thought to love thought, nor from love deeds to others' love deeds? And is not time, even as love is, undivided and spaceless? But if in your thought you must measure time into seasons, let each season encircle all the other seasons, and let today embrace the past with remembrance and the future with longing.
the path by Khalil Gibran. There lived among the hills a woman and her son, and he was her firstborn and her only child. And the boy died of a fever whilst the physician stood by. The mother was distraught with sorrow, and she cried to the physician and besought him, saying, Tell me, tell me, what was it that made his quiet, his striving, and silent, his song? And the physician said, It was the fever. And the mother said, What is the fever? And the physician answered, I cannot explain it. It is a thing infinitely small that visits the body, and we cannot see it with the human eye. The physician left her, and she kept repeating to herself, Something infinitely small, we cannot see it with our human eye. And at evening the priest came to console her, and she wept, and she cried out, saying, Oh, why have I lost my son, my only son, my firstborn? And the priest answered, My child, it is the will of God. And the woman said, What is God? And where is God? I would see God that I may tear my bosom before him and pour the blood of my heart at his feet. Tell me where I shall find him. And the priest said, God is infinitely vast. He is not to be seen with our human eye. Then the woman cried out, The infinity small has slain my son through the will of the infinitely great. Then what are we? What are we? And at that moment, the woman's mother came into the room with a shroud for the dead boy. And she heard the words of the priest and also her daughter's cry. And she laid down the shroud and took her daughter's hand in her own hand, and she said, My daughter, we ourselves are the infinitely small and the infinitely great, and we are the path between the two. The Shadow by Khalil Gibran Upon a June day, the grass said to the shadow of an elm tree, You move to right and left over often, and you disturb my peace. And the shadow answered and said, Not I, not I. Look skyward. There is a tree that moves in the wind to the east and to the west, between the sun and the earth. And the grass looked up, and for the first time it beheld the tree. It said in its heart, Why, behold, there is a larger grass than myself. And the grass was silent. The City of the Dead by Khalil Gibran Yesterday, I drew myself from the noisome throngs and proceeded into the field, until I reached a knoll upon which nature had spread her comely garments. Now I could breathe. I looked back, and the city appeared with its magnificent mosques and stately residences veiled by the smoke of the shops. 
I commenced analyzing man's mission, but could conclude only that most of his life was identified with struggle and hardships. Then I tried not to ponder over what the sons of Adam had done, and centered my eyes on the field which is the throne of God's glory. In one secluded corner of the field I observed a burying ground surrounded by poplar trees. There, between the city of the dead and the city of the living, I meditated. I thought of the eternal silence in the first and the endless sorrow in the second. In the city of the living, I found hope and despair, love and hatred, joy and sorrow, wealth and poverty, faith and infidelity. And in the city of the dead, there is buried earth and earth that nature converts, in the night's silence, into vegetation and then into animal and then into man. As my mind wandered in this fashion, I saw a procession moving slowly and reverently, accompanied by pieces of music that filled the sky with a sad melody. It was an elaborate funeral. The dead was followed by the living who wept and lamented his going. As the cortege reached the place of interment, the priests commenced praying and burning incense, and musicians blowing and plucking their instruments, mourning the departed. Then the leaders came forward one after the other and recited their eulogies with fine choice of words. At last the multitude departed, leaving the dead resting in a most spacious and beautiful vault, expertly designed in stone and iron, and surrounded by the most expensively entwined wreaths of flowers. The farewell bidders returned to the city, and I remained, watching them from a distance, and speaking softly to myself while the sun was descending to the horizon and nature was making her many preparations for slumber. Then I saw two men laboring under the weight of a wooden casket, and behind them a shabby-appearing woman carrying an infant in her arms. Following last was a dog who, with heartbreaking eyes, stared first at the woman and then at the casket. It was a poor funeral. Disgust of death left a cold society, a miserable wife, and an infant to share her sorrows, and a faithful dog whose heart knew of his companion's departure. As they reached the burial place, they deposited the casket into a ditch away from the tended shrubs and marble stones, and retreated after a few words to God. The dog made one last turn to look at his friend's grave as the small group disappeared behind the trees. I looked at the city of the living and said to myself, that place belongs to the few. Then I looked upon the trim city of the dead and said, that place too belongs to the few. O oh Lord, where is the haven of all the people? As I said this, I looked toward the clouds, mingled with the sun's longest and most beautiful golden rays, and I heard a voice within me saying, over here. An excerpt from the beloved prophet, The Love Letters, 
by Khalil Gibran. Silence is painful, but in silence things take form, and we must wait and watch. In us, in our secret depth, lies the knowing element which sees and hears that which we do not see nor hear. All our perceptions, all the things we have done, all that we are today, dwelt once in that knowing, silent depth, that treasure chamber in the soul. And we are more than we think. We are more than we know. That which is more than we think and we know is always seeking and adding to itself while we are doing nothing or think we are doing nothing. But to be conscious of what is going in our depths is to help it along. When subconsciousness becomes consciousness, the seeds in our winter-clad selves turn to flowers, and the silent life in us sings with all its might. Who likes dark stories? People who have experienced a touch of the dark side. People who are a little wiser to the world. People who like their bones chilled and their spines tingled. People like you and me. It's hard to find a story these days that write on the dark side with a touch of whimsy, humor, and heart. Mav Sky spreads her dark wings and solves this problem for you. Head on over to Amazon and type Mav Sky's name into the search engine. M-A-V-S-K-Y-E. At Amazon, you'll find her Tales to Chill Your Bones series, Girl Clown Hatchet series, Supergirl series, her cult classic novel, Wanted Single Rails, and of course, her brand new release, Cold Hangs the Midnight. Choose your dark flavor and head on over to Amazon today. Yeah.